Hey guys, welcome back to the Haven Podcast. This is your host, Nikki. I'm super, super, super excited today because I have one of my, probably one of my favorite people in the world here with me right now. Um, her name is Katherine Yearwood. She is literally one of the greatest humans on earth. I originally met her because I worked at Hollow, which you guys might have heard in past podcasts. I've mentioned me and Emery talk about, me and uh, Chelsea will talk about in a few episodes from now, and me and Adair talked about Catherine and Hollow in her episode. Um, but for those of you who don't know, Hollow is a boutique on Wrightsville Beach, and Catherine was the creator, the owner, all of the above for Hollow back in the day, and so she's going to tell us all about that today and her new life. She's currently living out in California with her husband, Dave, who is also an amazing human being, and they're just like the ultimate power couple, and they're so strong in their faith and so inspirational, and I'm really just grateful to have them in my life and just know them, so I'm super excited to have Catherine with me here today. So welcome to the podcast, Catherine. Thank you so much. That is quite the intro. Oh, I don't <laughs> I feel a little overwhelmed by that. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. You deserve it. <laughs> how are you doing? You are in town for Thanksgiving. You came back from California, so how do you feel? Oh, so good. It will always feel so wonderful to come home to Wilmington, right? So beach is just a little heaven for me. I think, you know, I was born and raised here, so there's nothing like coming home and being refreshed with your family and your friends and just being in the place that you feel like is just just so you. Yeah. So. And you like built yourself here in all aspects of life too. So like yeah. that's crazy too. I, and I, you grew I, up on the water a little bit too. Oh <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's just so, yeah, there's so much about coming home that just is like a breath of fresh air. So needed. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's been amazing. So and good. tell everyone where you're living in California right now. Exactly. So I am in Southern California. I'm in a little town called Lucadia and it really, I mean, it reminds me of Wrightsville Beach a little bit just because this is little surf town and we walk everywhere to, you know, get dinner and our coffee. We have our little spots that we love and we're only like a block from the beach. And so so Dave and I get to surf together all the time. So it's just, it's just the perfect fit for now. Love that. Literally Wilmington, but on the West coast. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, it's a lot bigger, but you know, it feels, it feels small. Yeah, it feels for sure. That's super cool. Well, I'm so happy that you got to be with your family for Thanksgiving. I'm sure that they were super excited to see you, especially after all the COVID stuff too. I know that I think you guys came back once like last fall is probably like the last probably a year ago now is we like, I we came home I in you. May and surprised our moms for Mother's Day. Oh yes, right, and, right. But right. that was like, you know, seven months ago and it feels yeah. like way overdue. Definitely. So that's so, so cool. Yeah. Well, I'm so happy that you got to do that. Um, but you were just mentioning too that you are you were born and raised here in Wilmington, Wrightsville Beach. Um, so if you want to kind of just like give us a little background on that about like growing up here and what it was like to grow up as a beach kid and <laughs> on the water. <laughs> yes. So I feel like I, I definitely had a unconventional upbringing somewhat. I um, my family has been in Wrightsville Beach ever since like my great great grandmother started one of the first hotels here, and so. We've had like a family history in Wrightsville Beach forever. And my grandfather um, started a business when he was like 14 and he would 
going um, meet people at the trolley whenever they were coming here for vacation and, you know, would let them know that he was the laundry guy. Mm. And so he would go there to meet everybody that was coming to the island. He always jokes that, you know, he met all the pretty girls that way <laughs> <laughs> and offered to do their laundry. And so um, my great grandmother was an entrepreneur. My my grandfather and so we just have a long history at Wrightsville Beach and so so much of my heart is rooted in Wrightsville Beach and um I actually grew up just two blocks from Hallelujah or a lot of people don't know where that is but if they know where Wings is or Charlie Stop we were just like two two blocks south of that and so um Wrightsville Beach was so much a part of my life but also grew up traveling through the Caribbean um my parents love to sail. And so we would take off on a sailboat every, like turned out every three years and travel all through the Caribbean. So I definitely so cool. also had this upbringing on the water and in traveling and experiencing different cultures. And so, um, I just felt like I had like such an incredible upbringing, um, Absolutely. and experienced so much. So, so yeah, that's kind of, kind of a little childhood background. <laughs> I remember when you, I think it was probably me and Emery or me and Tulsi or someone, but I remember you telling us the story of like your grandfather and like how it all started. And I think part of it maybe was for like that article that I wrote one year in when I was still in, in at UNCW. But I remember you telling us a story of like how that started and how the laundromat thing started. And I was like, oh, of course, like this makes sense now where Catherine's coming from because there's a long background of this. Yes. My grandfather always encouraged me too. He was like, whatever you do, you just, he always wanted me to start a um, ice cream stand. <laughs> And so um, he like, I mean, ever since I could remember, I mean, early on at like 14, he was like, sorry, you need to start a be like a ice cream stand at Rights of Beach. Yeah. And, um, there was already one. So I'm like, huh? I think somebody's already doing that. But <laughs> okay. about that. And now isn't it so funny too? What is it? Coors that's like right next to Hallu now where they have ice Coles, creams. Yeah. yeah Coles. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I, always, I don't know why I always say Coors or Coles. I always mess it up. But <laughs> anyways, um, so you definitely came from that entrepreneur family background. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because someone will probably be like, oh, you say this every episode, but it's so true because this all circles back around every episode. There's like something that can like relate back to it. Mm -hmm. And I was just talking to Emery on the last episode about how she kind of had like an abnormal upbringing too. Like it was a great one, but just very like abnormal and not your like typical, like not anywhere near like what my childhood was. My childhood was great, but it was just completely different than what she had and what you had. And especially living in a place like Wilmington or Wrightsville beach on the water. I mean, mm -hmm. that's like a completely different kind of dynamic when I, when you're growing up, I feel like in a lot more like trust in your kids, like by the water and like on a boat <laughs> doing all this like sh sketchy things I don't know <laughs> but it's just like interesting how that comes like full circle again with just like abnormal upbringing so I'm mm -hmm. interested to see what the next podcast episode what will be brought back around <laughs> yeah yeah well, boomerangs um, absolutely um but 
I guess maybe start, let's start with just kind of how you started with Hallelujah. Just what made you want to do that? I mean, obviously you're just talking about your upbringing, but just what made you really want to go the clothing direction and how it really started as like a consignment kind of shop. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, and yeah, just like kind of like the little like quick backstory of how you started that. Yes. So I definitely growing up on the sailboat and um, traveling, I was very much a tomboy. Like I just wanted to do anything outdoors. I wanted to surf. I wanted to skate, snowboard. I mean, I just, I love being outdoors. And so I wasn't really much of a girly girl. So I never really saw um, fashion in my future. It was definitely not on my radar whatsoever. Um, But um, so I guess it would start with when I, I mean, I always loved surfing. So I got a job at a surf shop when I was like 16. Um, and then after high school, I decided that I wanted to move away and experience things on my own, of course. Um, so when I was 18, I moved to California and I actually moved to the same little town that is just South of us that I live now. But, um, when I moved out there, I was just going to community college and trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And so I got a a job at a surf shop. And, um, you know, just kind of continued on because I'm like, oh, this is, you know, I'll meet people there that I, I, you know, have, have same interest and whatnot. And so, um, so I was doing that while I was going to, um, community college and, um, well, funny side story. Um, my sister was living out there with me and we both kind of decided that we were wanted to start a business. I, I knew I didn't want to pursue school. I was kind of doing it because my parents wanted me, you know, wanted me to. So yeah. I'm like, okay, we're doing this, but I know I, I want to start a business. And so my sister and I actually found a way to start a, like, organic juice bar and this was like a long time ago before anyone was doing that so it was kind of I remember the story now it was like a little bit out there and of course I mean we both didn't have any money but we found like this um there was this restaurant they had a kiosk that was nothing was in there and so her and I went to the owner and we were like you know, how about we start a business for you and then, you know, you just pay us minimum wage and we can just get experience as far as like developing a concept. Mm -hmm. Um, So somehow we got the owner to agree to that. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, we did everything from create the menu, you know, came up with recipes and, you know, had to find all these vendors. Organic was not really something that was everywhere. So it was like this big search to find these organic vendors and, you know, had to hire and fire and the whole thing. So, mm-hmm. so we, I was going to school, um, starting this little business, still working at the surf shop and, um, and, you know, all over the place, like barely making it because it's expensive to live in California. Um, <laughs> but so, we were doing the business and I'm, you know, the more that we're in it, I, I, I loved having a business and, and the experience that we were getting from it and working with customers and, you know, all the issues that come with the mistakes that you make early on. Um, but I was also working in the surf shop to continue to make the money and they offered me a promotion. Um, I was a sales associate and then they offered me a, a position as a uh, assistant buyer. And I jumped at the opportunity because at this point I was like, really starting to discover that I loved being in retail. Mm-hmm. Um, it was barely any money, but I loved showing up for work and I loved working with customers and whatnot. So, 
so I took the position and I, um, had, I was still in training. I'd been training for two weeks and they fired the buyer and made me that buyer. (laughs) So I barely knew what I was doing. I mean, I really was clueless. I was still just training how to be an assistant. Yeah. Um, but they took a risk on me, um, which was terrifying. Um, and kind of, I just really got pushed into this position and they were like, we'll figure it out. You Mm -hmm. know, you just got to figure it out. And they had two stores and they were massive. I mean, the surf shops in California are like a whole different organism, but, um, but so, so once I did that, I had to kind of turn over the hands of the smoothie organic business because Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, this is a full-time position. Uh, I really want to pursue that and see what that's about. So, um, so that's really where I kind of got my experience is a buyer and, you know, dipping, my hands into seeing what that's about and merchandising, going to trade shows mm-hmm. and figuring out um, the whole gamut of what that involves. Mm-hmm. So all in this time, I also met my husband, uh, got married, and he at the time was working for a, um, a organization called Walking on Water and they produced surf videos and they would travel and premiere them all over the world. And they had, um, the one that they had just finished was on an East coast surfer. And so they wanted to set up an East coast tour. And since I already had all the ties on the East Mm. coast, they were like, Dave, you're the natural fit to go and set up this East coast tour. Um, and I was, kind of distraught. I mean, I had been buying and doing buying for maybe like a year and knew that's the path I wanted to pursue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also wanted to see him thrive and, and support him in his career. And so, so we, um, moved back to the East coast and he, we were living at my parents' house <laughs> uh, and we were just supposed to be there for about six months to a year to set up the tour and then, um, do the tour. And so he was traveling about 180 days out of the year mm. and I was back in my home pa- hometown and a feeling like I had no idea what I was doing with my life. There really <laughs> wasn't much opportunity in Wilmington at the time. There just was nothing for me. I just didn't know. Um, so I just started to pray. I'm like, I know that there is more for me. Um, and I was working in a surf shop again and I was a sales associate, but just feeling like, where, where am I going with this? Like, mm-hmm. even, even though we're only supposed to be here for six months to a year, I just know I need to be doing something more. Um, so I, I started praying about it and, um, just started to feel like I, like God was giving me a vision for something. And I really just wanted to have a way to kind of invest in this community that had, I, I loved so much and I, I wanted to create community within women. I really just had such a heart for, um, young women and, and to also find, you know, find new friends, Mm -hmm. um, just after moving back, you know, things were so different. So, so that's kind of, I, I just started to pray like, what, Lord, what can I do to, you know, create community, create opportunity to, um, love on women, Um, and so I felt like the Lord just gave me this vision, um, for a clothing store and 
I mean, we were in ministry, my husband, what he was doing was ministry. So we had to raise money. We didn't have finances, you know, we didn't have much to our name at all. As Mm -hmm. I mentioned, we were living in my parents' house. (laughs) Um, So, you know, starting a business was really not like, it wasn't like, oh, sure, you can do this. It was really all the odds were stacked against us. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I didn't finish college. I didn't have a college degree. I didn't own anything. There was no way I could get a loan. Mm -hmm. So it was really um, one of those things where I'm like, all right, Lord, I'm just going to start praying for this and see, you know, like I I just pray that you'll take away the desire if this is not meant to be, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, kind of just guide me and show me what this is all about, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I just continued to pray. And then um, I started to write a business plan. And a lot of it was just to kind of occupy my time because I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) And my parents were really supportive. And so I'd like, my dad would help me with the business plan and, and I would quit and say, I don't, I I don't know why I'm doing this. This is crazy. Um, but my family was really supportive and continued to push me. And, um, so I, I, I just did all the research that I could and, and really just never thought that it would turn into anything. But then there was one day I was riding my bike, and I rode past um, this spot on the corner that was a laundromat as long as I could remember. And it said it had a for rent sign. And I was like, this is this is crazy. I've never, I n- didn't realize that they were moving out. And so I, I called the number and I told landlord, I just want to check it out. So I met the landlord and I was looking at the space and I mean, there was still like old washer and dryers in there. There was no air conditioning. It was like a mess. Um, But I just like, I I felt like the Holy Spirit kind of took over and was just like, this is it. Like Mm -hmm. I, I, and I just knew, I was like, this is, this is it. You, you need to do this. Mm -hmm. And so I told the landlord, I was like, okay, I'm going to take it. And like, as I'm saying the words, I'm like, what am I saying? I have no money. Like, what am (laughs) I, what am I even saying? And so he was like, okay, well just bring me a deposit tomorrow. And I was like, okay, sure. And I walked out of the doors and I was like, what is that? What am I talking about? <laughs> this is crazy. Um, so I went home and and my grandparents kind of lived below. We had this like duplex and they lived below us. And um, so I was telling my grandmother about it. Again, she was super supportive. And but uh, but also very tight with her money. (laughs) So I never even thought to like borrow any money from them or anything. And so I had just mentioned to her, I was like, yeah, I just, I really feel like this is what I'm called to do, but I don't know how I'm going to make it happen. And like, how am I going to bring this landlord money? Like, Mm -hmm. did I just lie to this guy? (laughs) Um, And she said, so basically like she said, okay, well, I'll help you. And Mm -hmm. so she was like, let's go to the bank. And she took out a CD, which basically is like she deposited money in the bank and said like she can borrow money against my money. Mm. So that it was pretty much the bank was like, okay, you know, we'll just take your grandmother's money if you don't pay us back. It's that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, And so we started with $15,000, which is it was nothing back then, still nothing now. I mean, to think about renovating a building, Mm -hmm. to buy all the merchandise, to do all the startup cost. I mean, I still knew that that wasn't like enough money, but yeah. I was like, it's something, let's get going. Yeah. So that's really how it all began. And it was just like one thing after another just fell into place. Mm-hmm. And so it was one of these things where I just realized I'm like, okay, this is the Lord doing this. Like there's no, 
feasible reason why I should be the one that's doing this and starting a business. And, and so, um, it was an incredible process. I had so much like help renovating just from my family, all the furniture in the building was my grandmother's or things that was passed down, mm -hmm. things that was donated. Um, so we just re figured out how to stretch the money. And like you had mentioned, uh, my whole thing was I wanted to start out um, as something that was affordable because mm -hmm. um, at the time, you know, UNCW was here. There's a lot of young people here, but we didn't have any affordable shopping. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was before the days of Forever 21. It, it, like, if you can, you know, there was like nothing out there that was affordable. I mean, mm -hmm. there was no resale stores. This is again, like they had resale stores in California, but there was nothing like that here. Yeah. Um, so that was part of the thing. I just wanted to do something that was affordable for, mm -hmm. for young people kind of, um, so that's what we did. I still had a bunch of connections in California with the surf industry. And so we opened the doors in August and I, pretty much sold out of the merchandise oh that I had in the first yeah. like two, three days. And then I was, I had no like way to restock. I'm like, how do you get like the whole community to come sell their clothes? Like I didn't even know <laughs> yeah. um, like what to do. So, so it branched out into a bunch of different things. And that's when I started to pursue different you know, revenues and like avenues, I guess, of, of wholesale. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it was really before there was like, you know, affordable fashion in wholesale. So it took a, a lot of research and, and trying to figure out. And the more that we were open, the more that I could see that customers were responding to the new merchandise that we, I was, you know, going to California and I would find. And so, um, so yeah, kind of just really just one thing after another is before I, I, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing and it was, mm -hmm. you know, trial and error every single day. And it was just Dave and I working in the store every single day, <laughs> like trying to figure out like what we were doing. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, I mean, that was the beginnings and yeah. that's how it kind of all started. Yes. Literally as you're saying all this, I'm like, oh yes, now it's coming back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's kind of a long story. No, 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 it's no, it's totally fine. It's just like funny because it's always interesting to hear, especially because now like in a way it's so much more attainable to like just go and start something and be like, okay, let me just go get this loan and like, just try this out. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, Back when you were trying to do this, what, seven, 16, 17, 17 years, ago? years ago? Yeah. Like, that is like a completely different ball game. And like, that wasn't really a thing that people just were like, okay, let me just go start this clothing store like it is now. Like, it's very common and there's a lot more knowledge and just there's more resources out there for people to go to for buying and just how to run a business and trends and, you know, how to market the right way. And, you know, that you didn't have any of that. So you were literally like, as you're saying these things, I'm like, yep, you just had to wing it and see how it went. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I could really talk about how, you know, ancient things were back then when, you know, <laughs> everything wasn't available on Google. I mean, yeah. I was going to the library and checking out books about oh, like sure, how yeah. to write a business plan, how to start a retail store. Yeah. You know, I'm like checking out books from That's the library. So and it's just like seems it's like. It's so cool, though, like just to like see how like times have changed and then to then you know like watch the store evolve so then we'll just jump way ahead mm -hmm. and I started working at Hallu in 2018 probably 2017 maybe I don't know one of those two years yes. something like that 
Um, because I was there for like probably a year and a half ish, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, but you know, by then I'm like, you know, photographing on like a two thousand dollar camera, and like we have IMAX, and like you have Mandy who's running like our store website where everyone can literally just go buy something off of their phone, like complete, like like just crazy like 180 about like how you're able to attain things and how you're able to buy and how like and when I say buy I mean you buying from like a convention or you know from a wholesale point of view where you're going and buying from other businesses to stock the store with the clothes that Halu is selling but then also you know how we're able to buy from you through Facebook or through Instagram or the online website so it's just like crazy to think about you know being there from the very beginning where you're checking out books in a library and then here we are where we're using IMAX to make purchases or to look up you know what are the latest trends if you could just say it in like maybe like a few sentences looking back on it now what was that like for you to see that like come full circle to a point where you're like whoa this is 2018 now and I've had this for 11 years or I think it was 11 because I was there when we turned turned 11 at Hallelujah. I don't know anyways numbers are not my thing but how did you feel like when you got to that point where you're just like Obviously, I know, like, you were so thankful and grateful that it was able to, like, turn into that and blossom into such a big thing. And everyone knows Hallelu, and we had such a great crew there. And we'd be out places, and, oh, that's Catherine from Hallelu, and, oh, that's Emery from Hallelu. Like, everyone, like, you know, that was, like, the thing. So how did that make you feel? I'm just, like, curious. (laughs) Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, it was so interesting just watching. I We, you know, began at such a, you know, special time to where is like online shopping was not a thing uh, stores didn't have websites mm-hmm. and um to see how quickly retail changed and shopping changed and um independent boutiques and how i it was so fun uh, honestly just because it was just like riding this wave and watching other businesses that I looked up to, you know, just grow and blossom and it was all happening so fast. And so um, I think it, it was so fun because we would experience these huge jumps of growth. Like there was a time where we got mentioned on Good Morning America and mm. it crashed our website and crashed <laughs> the server. And, yeah. you know, it was just like these times of like, oh my goodness, what is happening? We, we don't know like what we're doing <laughs> and we're like running around, yeah. you know, packing you know packages and boxes and then here we are like on our bikes you know taking the packages to (laughs) the post office like behind the scenes were so small Mm -hmm. um but things were growing so quickly so it was definitely it was a blast you know it was just like a, a roller coaster and a whirlwind and of course it was not easy all the time there was a lot of ups and downs but um just so much fun, I would mm-hmm. say. And I mean, of course, the biggest thing for me was the um, the people that I got to work with, with mm-hmm. you guys. I It was the thing that I, I looked forward to every day was just investing in my employees and mm-hmm. having conversations with the customers and, you know, getting to know locals. And um, that was the thing that really fed my soul yeah. um, is just like, 
working with young talent and you guys inspiring me and like us, you know, just having these, you know, creative sessions and we're like, oh my goodness, what about this? And Nikki yeah. was constantly coming up with new ideas. <laughs> you know? Go for it. Are you sure? So, I mean, being able to work with so many creative and motivated people mm-hmm. um, and just working with young people and being in the stage of life with you guys to see, to see your potential mm-hmm. and to be able to just walk alongside you and watch you guys grow and change and blossom. Um, I would say that is the biggest gift mm-hmm. in my life. And, so cool. and that was the biggest gift that Halu gave to me was yeah, yeah. just being able to walk, walk alongside you guys and see, you know, how gifted and talented you are and just to be able to, (laughs) yeah, just to, yeah, see all of that happen for you guys was the best. So awesome. Oh, that means so much because I know like we had kind of talked about in my episode with Emery last week, like we're just as grateful and thankful to have had you on our side through all those like creative like outbursts that we'd have and be like oh what kind of idea can we do today (laughs) um and so we were just like always so thankful to have you and to just have you as a good leader and even I was talking about it on the episode with Adair too just like how you were such a good example of someone who you know you didn't know every single answer to every question that we had or you didn't always have the solution to things, but you're always willing to work through it with us. Or when you were going through trials and you were trying to figure things out, you would come to us for advice or ask us what we thought and our opinions and stuff. And you had just created like such a healthy work environment for us to be around. And that really sets the tone for a lot of things in life, but also just like for the path that you want to continue on. Because say you hadn't been the way that you were and you weren't as open to new ideas or, you know, you got really flustered and mean when you couldn't figure out the answer to something or something wasn't going right or the internet shut down, whatever it may be, you know, that could have like, you know, a completely different outcome with me and what I chose to do with my life because I remembered how you were towards me and I didn't want to, you know, put myself in a scenario where someone could be like that again. So you really just like, round of applause to you because you just like really set such a great platform and you really just like got us literally all of us me Emery Chelsea Orissa too <laughs> like you just had gotten like so much you'd given us so much confidence in what we were doing and our abilities and what we could potentially do later down the line so we really just you know you're thankful for it and everything <laughs> that you went through but we're just as thankful so um and just, like, our community, too, I'm sure, mm-hmm. is so thankful. Like, even the people that didn't work in Hallelu because, you know, you're always so friendly. And there were people that I remember, like, the few times that I'd be, like, actually in the store. You know, people would be like, oh, we've been coming back seven, ten years, like, when we come on our family vacations. And, like, to have such a positive impact on people's lives to the point where even if they came in the store and didn't buy anything, if that was how I was going into a place, you know, somewhere else other than Wrightsville, that was the kind of place where, you know, everyone's attitudes were really great. They were really friendly. Like the vibes were always good. The music was good. Like the decor was good. The windows looked good. You know, everything was just A plus, you know, I would want to go back to a place like that too. Even if I didn't like walk out of the store with something or even at that point too, like, 
that's what makes people want to walk out of the store with something Mm -hmm. because they like can appreciate the people that are behind it that are like working their butts off to just like try to get it done so I applaud you. A lot of people do, and we're so thankful for you. Wow, that means a lot. I really, <laughs> I really don't even know how to respond. To That's that okay. Because... You don't have to. Just soak it all in. Yeah, thanks. Um, of course. Um, and Dave too. Dave was always around in the shop, and always his crazy self, and he's always so selfless and just willing to talk to anyone and give advice on whatever it may be. More specifically, boy advice, but <laughs> <laughs> he was always great and just really teaching everyone. And the th- the other thing that I'd like to tie into this too is just, um, I'll flip flop around, so bear with me for a second, but just how you guys, you know, you knew that you like followed the Lord and you knew that your faith was something that was really strong and that was like your foundation in life, right? I recently had a conversation with someone about like what the difference was with like having someone who could give you advice that was faith-based or religion-based of any kind and just like being able to like hear what they say and accept it and then not feel pressured to Mm -hmm. live that certain way or, you know, apply it exactly how you meant it or whatever. And I am like a Christian and I do come from a family who my mom just has shown me like how to be faithful in the Lord and just, you know, finding a purpose through the Lord as well. And clearly you have done that with, you know, your store and Dave and just your life, but you never pressured any of us to feel like we had to fit a certain persona or a certain like, um, frame when it came to our faith. Mm -hmm. And it's so like inspirational to me now, especially in the last like year that I've like really grew in my faith way more than I ever have. Because I look back at things, I'm like, man, like, I wish I just, like, would have listened to what Catherine said then or what she had. Or I wish I could have, you know, come to you with an open mind and open heart in the way that I would now with just how I see things. Mm -hmm. But anyways, I'm kind of babbling all over the place here. So let me wrap my thoughts together. But it was just, like, so it's inspiring to me now. And it was just I'm so grateful that you led us the way that you did and you would speak to us with like just such grace and you never were I'm so having I'm having such a hard time articulating what I'm trying (laughs) to say here and you probably know exactly what I'm trying to say in your head but you I never felt forced upon Mm -hmm. with you know you have to be a Christian or you have to be faithful in this way or you have to you know whatever and that's so important, I think, in today's world because now, you know, especially a lot of times with Christians, it feels forced upon or it feels like you have to be a certain way or you have to follow the Lord this way or that way or this is right and this is wrong. And you never pressured us to feel like you wanted us to be that way. You were just doing what you were doing. You were working with your own relationship with the Lord and you would encourage us to have one as well with him, but it was never forced upon. And that is what would make someone, in my opinion, or how I would have been back then, that made me want to walk towards him more rather than away. Mm. And I think, I guess that's kind of what I was trying to say this whole time. (laughs) And I was really struggling. Sorry, guys. Um, But 
the fact that like you're someone that was able to do, that is able to do that still I'm sure there are many people that you have crossed paths with but like the fact that you're able to like help someone lead themselves toward the Lord rather than away and just influence them that way so gracefully and just so fearlessly like I think that like is so amazing and looking back like there are so many times where I'm like wow I wonder how Catherine was dealing with such and such and I know that part of it probably was just like you looking to the Lord and saying help me like Mm -hmm. this is in your hands and your story of how you started is literally a perfect example of that Mm -hmm. like you literally were like okay here are my thoughts and my ideas I am literally handing this to you Lord and you are going to help me figure it out Mm -hmm. and just like trusting that you know the process and everything that would come along like that he would help you through it and now looking back on all the things that I've dealt with in my life the last well my whole life but more specifically like the last six years and a lot of time that I had spent at Hallelujah too you know I wish that I like had looked to that more Mm -hmm. because I know that it like would have helped me so much but I'm so grateful at the end of the day wrapping my idea up that you were someone that like helped me and encouraged me ever so slightly but still was there to help guide me like in that direction and in a good direction Mm -hmm. um and I guess I would love to hear like your take on kind of maybe just like a brief synopsis of like where your faith came from growing up and like how you just kind of like knew to look to the Lord and how like running your own business because you can even tie it into now you do your own business which I'd like to add at the end too but what do you pray about when you're looking when you're lost and you're not sure what to do and this could apply to anyone you know who's lost right now it doesn't have to be like with a business or something or um like how would you guide someone who like me who is your employee I don't know I feel like I'm really struggling with my words right now but I (laughs) hope that you understand what I'm saying yeah I I think like you I grew up in a Christian home I was very fortunate to have that type of influence and and nudge and um I feel like my family was that same kind of way it was never forced on me it was just a part of our life Mm -hmm. um and so I never felt like I it was forced on me in any way um And I think, you know, just like most people, like if religion and faith is a part of your life, when you're growing up, it never becomes real until you make it your own. Mm -hmm. Um, So like I had mentioned, I moved to California when I was 18 and I was in this place where like most people are at that age, like, what am I doing with my life? I feel like I have to have it all figured out. Like, I feel so lost. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what I'm doing. And I, I kind of was like wanting to try so hard just to do the right thing. Um, I had made a lot of mistakes even early on in, in, in high school and whatnot. Um, you know, side note, I dropped out of high school. <laughs> um, so, and because I, I made that choice, I had a lot of struggles from that. Um, and I realized that I was going to have to work harder than a lot of people that had chosen to simply finish high school. Um, but there, I mean, there was a lot behind the reasoning of that too. But so once I moved to California, I was going to college, really trying to make all the right decisions. I I started going to church because I wanted, I wanted to surround myself with the right people. And that's really kind of where my personal life changed. It became my own. And I saw God show up in so many ways because I was broken in so many ways. I was lost. I had no friends. I was lonely. I, Every, everything that you feel um, and you really need a person for, you know, um, God became that. Mm-hmm. He 
it became a real relationship to where it was like, I knew I had somebody in my court. I had a friend, I had somebody to pray to. Um, and I, those things were not really natural to me at all in, at that time. Um, but I started to quickly realize how real that relationship was. Mm -hmm. And especially when I started praying for things and I saw that God would reveal things to me and just Mm -hmm. give me direction in life. So, um, I feel like I I grew so much in California, just on my own and really just see that a relationship with God is real. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not about going to church and, you know, doing, checking the boxes and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So that just became very real for me. And then after that, I just, I wanted my entire life to just, be, you know, um, about the Lord and, and directed by the Lord. And so when I was starting my business, I, I started out with intention. And I think, you know, that was something that I learned is I really wanted to have in- intentionality in my life. Um, and that was first shown to me through my husband who was, we were dating at the time and he showed me so much intentionality, um, when we were dating and I really started to see how powerful that was. And like, when you set intentions, you don't fall into situations, um, that are, um, I don't know there that you don't find yourself in bad situations as much yeah. when you mm-hmm. set intentions, you set standards, you're, yeah. you don't fall so hard, mm-hmm. you know, you still make mistakes, of course, but yeah. you have a standard to which is you're making choices based on your intentions. And, and, you know, all of that was based on the Bible and, and figuring that out. And so when we started the business, I wanted that our business to be about it. And so, mm-hmm. uh, that's where the name hallelujah came from. It's the root of hallelujah, which means praise. And we mm-hmm. wanted our life or our work everything to be a praise, um, and just living for the Lord. So mm-hmm. I think we started the business with an intentionality to love people, to be patient with people, just to be there. Um, not so much be preachy and not mm-hmm. stand on a soapbox or whatever, but just be a friend, you know? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so I think that that was definitely what we tried to do the whole time was just to be friends and be there for people and, and kind of just live life together, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so we never, felt the need to <laughs> preach or whatnot. Yeah. It just, we just wanted to live life with people. And that says something too, that like, that just so like effortlessly flows out of you mm. without having to feel like you have to preach. Like mm. that is just like such a gift, I think. And like, so admirable mm. for you and Dave. Um, and I think definitely a lot of people have been impacted by you guys. Obviously we know that I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know a lot of people are so thankful for that. Um, I would like to kind of switch gears in a second, but to kind of like wrap up the little like faith section that we're in. This is a question that I think that I probably would have asked you like five years ago. But if you're someone who, I mean, even I was like the beginning of this year and even a few months ago and you're struggling to like really find the your relationship with God and you're, where do I even start? What can I do? And I know like we're, we're just saying how like you're not preachy, but like coming from a woman who wants other women to succeed and you want other women to find the Lord and that, you know, he has a life cut out for you that like we don't know it, but he knows it and he's going to get us through it. What would maybe like two things that you think really helped you maybe or just two pieces of advice that you would give to someone who's like looking to really strengthen their relationship with the Lord? Um, Yeah, that's great. I think, I mean, I can only speak from personal experience. Like when I was, you know, in 
college, I was 18 searching. Um, and you know, I didn't really know if it was real. It was what my family believed, but I, you don't know until you try. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I, I started going to church and, and getting involved in a small group and, and just meeting other people who were on this path of discovery. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I would say just go, you know, I think you'll never know until you try or you'll never know until you reach out. So that would be the main thing is just go to church or a Bible study, talk to a friend, anybody, um, and just start asking questions. Do your own research, figure it out for yourself. I mean, start reading the Bible, you know, um, and, and, you know, I just believe that God is such a personal God that he will speak to you. If mm -hmm. you are truly seeking, he will meet you wherever you are. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have it figured out because none of us do. I still don't today. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, I still have like us all. <laughs> struggles every single day. And, you know, I make mistakes all the time, but God will meet you mm -hmm. where you are. And so I think all you have to do is try come it's, as you are yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> absolutely oh I love that so much yay and it means so much more to me and I always think back on this and like I could literally get emotional about it but I'm not going to but like thinking back on it like I wish I had just like sat down with Catherine and just like taken like 10 minutes of my time to just ask her a question like that or something like that like now I think that or I'll like read a Bible verse or I'll hear someone say something or I'll be talking to someone and I'll like think like so much about like, oh, like that's how Catherine is or like Catherine carries herself like that or like you what you were just saying about, like, you know, your intentions with Hallu and just like loving everyone and like loving your neighbor and, you know, Wrightsville Beach is a perfect example of like a really great community that everyone just like loves each other and just mm -hmm. lifts each other up when they're having a hard time. So, yeah, but Anyways, <laughs> um, so I guess like um, kind of fast forwarding, I'd love to just kind of hear now that we've kind of covered your background and where, kind of where you got to where you are. Um, you're out in California now. You're living with Dave out there and uh, just maybe sum up how you just decide to pick up and move out there. And we were like, uh, you, were, you walked in one day to the Hallelujah and you're like, yeah, so um, we're moving. And we were like, what? <laughs> that was totally out of left field but okay mm -hmm. um and obviously we supported you guys because we knew that you guys would always do amazing things but just kind of give us a lowdown of what that was like and you know just there's another example of like just having faith in the lord that like you know you're gonna go out there with you know not really sure what your plan's gonna be but you're gonna mm -hmm. figure it out and then um i would just love to hear like a little synopsis of your job and what you kind of do now and yeah yeah. <laughs> well, I would say um, that God, you know, just started to place these desires in our hearts that we knew that we were still called to more. And the more that we continued to pursue and lean in, we definitely had this connection still to the West Coast. My husband's from California. So of course he will always have a, a desire to be there. And I did too. I just have such a a connection there. And I, like I said, I grew so much there that I have such a fondness for my memories there. And so we always were trying to find a way that we could, you know, grow and, and branch out. And there were so many other things that we wanted to pursue. And a little side note, you know, we also, you know, 
came up with a ton of different business plans and, and things and not everything works out. And, you know, a lot of people don't know those things that we did pursue other things. And there was a lot of other things that didn't work out. And that's totally fine. You have to be ready for that when you're constantly in pursuit. Um, so there was things that I feel like the Lord gave us this desire and we had it like that we were still reaching and, and trying to figure out what it else, we, how we wanted to grow, how we wanted to expand and how we could be in California more and how we could bridge that connection. Um, and so there was these desires that were there. And then, um, but Hulu was such of my heart it, that I couldn't imagine not doing it. So that was really never a thought of not doing, um, not being a part of Hulu. Um, but there was these opportunities that continued to come. I mean, for my husband, um, and then for me as well. And then things kind of really started like coming a lot. Like I had people reach out and ask if I would be a creative director and then another business to ask if I would be a creative director and they were all in California and it was really bizarre. And so, um, it really just made me dig in and, and start praying and just being like, all right, Lord, like what's going on here? What is this about? And then the more that I prayed about it, I just felt like the Lord was saying, let go. Mm. Like you cannot hold on to something that's been great just because you're afraid that God won't do it again. Mm. Um, so I, I didn't know what that looked like, but I just knew that God was pushing us towards something new. And, um, I just knew that God was like, you have to be willing to let go. Mm -hmm. You know, I was holding on to something so tight because it was great. And all the experiences that we had together, you know, through it were amazing. Um, so it's hard to let go of something that's great. Yeah. Um, so I think for a long time, I just didn't listen to that voice that was saying, let go, let go, let go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I just felt one day I, I was just like, yeah, it's time. And I mean, I hadn't talked to Dave or a single soul about it. Mm. I just was like, I think it's time. And I, I, I walked in the bedroom and I said, Dave, do you want to sell Hulu? And he's like, yep. <laughs> and the fact that we were both on the same page was yeah. like, okay. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that we you didn't even question it. Yeah, yeah. We, we hadn't talked about it. It was just, we both knew it was time. And mm -hmm. so it made me realize that he had been praying about this. Mm -hmm. And honestly, he probably never would have said anything to me because he knew how deep rooted I was in my love yeah. mm -hmm. for my business. And so, and, and our business together, but um, so that was really kind of this spark that was like, all right, we're doing this. We're both on the same page. Yeah. And it was suddenly this thing that was like this relief because I was like, I'm finally letting God do what he's calling me to do. Mm -hmm. Like, this is something that I know he's put in my heart and I'm holding on so tight to something. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was like this big, you know, weight off my shoulders and I'm like, okay, I can do this. I can, I can let go, yeah. you know? And so that was kind of, um, and then from there, it all happened really fast. We got an offer for the business and, um, you know, things really happened in a matter of weeks. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it was really quick. Um, and so I, I, things just went so quickly. And so it wasn't even like painful. It was just like happening, like it felt like it was supposed to happen. And mm -hmm. so the timing was wild. Um, it was right pre COVID. I mean, COVID was not a word, even when we had the first idea to talk about selling. Um, and 
I mean, we put our house for sale because we had wanted to move to Wrightsville Beach and, and our house. So we, we made a deal, um, to sell Halu and we had a 15 day closing. And then uh, like a week later, we got an offer on our house and our house was supposed to, the deal was supposed to close like a week later. And so this all happened in one month Mm -hmm. and then COVID happened. And so we sold the business. We had no job. We had uh, no house, (laughs) nowhere to go, no responsibilities and nothing to do. And also we just had this bliss of like, well, everybody doesn't know what they're doing with their life now because Mm -hmm. we're all in lockdown. And, and so we really had this beautiful time, um, Dave and I together just to really just enjoy how the Lord had done so much in the 14 and a half years that we owned Halu. So mm-hmm. it was this beautiful closure that we had together. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and so it, it was just these, uh, such a sweet time. Like mm-hmm. even though the world was upside down and we were all struggling and, 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 you know, um, there was so much pain going on in the world and uncertainty. Um, we definitely had this beautiful time of like the Lord just being like, no, this is what I, I I've yeah. called you and put you in this mm-hmm. place for just this perfect timing. Yeah. And it's crazy too to like think about like the timing of that because, you know, if you think, you know, you packed up, you move and the stress that that all normally would have caused for someone and then to move out to California and then jump right into a job and whatever, like, you know, that was like God being like, you know what, like you spent the last 17 years working really hard and like delivering this like amazing business. And now we're just like going to give you a little bit of a break and allow you to take the time that, you know, can spend together and travel out there and take your time and like not rush things. Like I'm sure, I mean, that would probably it would probably make me feel a number of things because I'd probably be like, what is going on? <laughs> probably we, crying we and, you know, <laughs> all of that. But just like that, you know, you had that time allowed for you to just kind of like unwind and just like kind of wrap your head around things before jumping right into the next thing. It's so true. It was like such a blessing. Yeah. And and like you said, yeah, of course, we felt like a million emotions. <laughs> yeah. You know, there would be days where I'd freak out and like, I I would think we don't have a plan. Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know, we're just moving to California and we don't know why, but we know we're supposed to be there. But then there was so much confirmation from the Lord that, you know, everything that he had done previous and there was yeah. no way that we could deny that he had a plan for us moving forward. Mm-hmm. So there was just so much peace in that time. I would say it was more peace than, you know, anything else. And so we were so blessed um, to really have that time. And, and um, we did a two-month road trip um, <laughs> because we didn't have any agenda. We had nowhere to be. I mean, nobody was working. Yeah. Nobody was doing anything. And mm-hmm. we just explored national parks. And and so it was just, it was so special. It was awesome. really just like such a gift. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So you finally made it out there. And now obviously you're still there. So just in the next few minutes, I just want to hear about what you're doing now. And just like maybe... I mean, because, you know, when you're at Hallelujah 17 years ago, you were like, that is my dream. But Mm -hmm. what is like a dream that you have now or Mm -hmm. something just kind of like to wrap things up? Yes. Um, So like I mentioned, I had had these um, startups reach out and ask if I could help them get started or be a creative director. Um, So I was doing that all kind of uh, while we were driving cross country and all through the pandemic and you know, we were helping people with product development, with website design. And, um, you know, Dave was all very much a part of that. And then I had some boutiques reach out and say, Hey, 
we would love some help, some advice with buying or, you know, revamping our website. Like, how do we be a business in a pandemic? And um, so I stepped into this role of consulting. It was kind of not planned, but it just started to roll and happen. And I was, I enjoy it so much. And, um, and, and I was brought these amazing clients that I've had such the joy of working with for almost two years now. Um, and I had so much gratification with that and still do. And so I'm doing a lot of consulting, styling, buying, whatever's needed. Um, I kind of just step in and try to help people and walk alongside them and, and their businesses and whatever that may be. Um, and direct people for things that I don't have the answers to. So all of that has kind of led to this desire and realizing that, yes, I do. I love mentorship and I love helping people and I love any opportunity to try to help somebody else grow their business and share what I've learned or the mistakes I've made. And so I've really tried to figure out how to do that on a larger scale, because I think once you're an entrepreneur, <laughs> uh, you're always an entrepreneur. And so I'm always dreaming up new ideas of how we can, you know, start a new business. And so <laughs> um, we actually came up with a, a new business that we want to start. Uh, Dave and I brainstormed all summer and we have this concept and it's still in the development stages, so I can't really talk about it yet, but that's okay. I'm really excited. Um, it's definitely a combination of things that him and I have both learned um, over the years and um, things that we can do together and just seeing like how great God made us separately and how different we are, but how our giftings can work so well together in this new realm. And so um so yeah, we're working on a new business currently. Love that. That's going to be so exciting. If any of you guys just, you know, you don't, uh, off, after this podcast, you'll kind of get a taste of Catherine, obviously, but maybe I'll have to have Dave on a podcast oh, yeah. episode. I'm sure that he would love that. But um, they're just like two amazing people. So hearing Catherine say that is just really exciting. And I'm really looking forward to what you guys are doing because I'm sure it'll be so amazing. Well, yeah, I'm really looking forward, like I said, to hearing and seeing all these new business ideas from you guys. It's going to be so fun and so exciting, and um, it'll just be really awesome to see like what the Lord has planned out for you guys coming in the next year or months or however long. <laughs> um, it'll come with time and just got to trust the process, but I'm just so grateful to have Catherine and Dave in my life, and I'm really glad that I got to have Catherine on the podcast today, and we were able to do it in person, too, mm -hmm. um, since she came home for Thanksgiving to see her family, but I will leave uh, Catherine's social links in the bio of this podcast, so if you ever wanted to pick her brain a little bit or just tell her that this podcast inspired you, maybe or um, just, you know, ask her about California, whatever. I'm sure she would be more than willing to chat with you. Um, she's just such a great person to go for, go to for any kind of advice. Um, but Catherine, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And it's always so good to see you. You are, you were talking in the beginning about like how rights will be just like a little piece of home. And I feel like every time I see you or like hear you, I'm like, oh, Catherine, like I'll always think of you as like a little piece of home in Wrightsville Beach. So mm -hmm. it was so good to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much. And <laughs> I'm so proud of you and everything you're doing oh, and <laughs> how you continue to inspire me and so many other people. So thanks for oh. all you're doing. <laughs> of course. Absolutely. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Um, like always, if you have any suggestions or comments, feel free to send me a message on Instagram or an email or whatever. Um, and yeah, I look forward to the next podcast episode and I hope you guys have a wonderful day or night, whatever time you guys are listening to this. Bye guys.